the joys of solitude. Welcome to the Camille Healing Podcast, where today I'm going to be talking about the joys of solitude and why solitude is so important when it comes to spiritual expansion. Imagine yourself in a room, noisy and full of people moving around, lots of things going on, activities, in general, lots of movement. And you're there trying to decipher and determine what you are and what you're not and how you move and how you don't. And while all this is going on around you, it's very easy to interpret movement as you. It's very easy to feel something and be drawn into it. It's very easy to see something and spark desire. It's very easy to see something and have aversion. It's a never-ending circus. And this can be very useful at times in your life. And then you can learn a lot about yourself. You can also experience the flip side of all of that, which is solitude. And Solitude scares a lot of people because often if we haven't experienced solitude, we don't really know what life would be like. So it's first of all mysterious and the mystery and the unknown is perhaps very intimidating. A second reason why it can be scary is because without all of that movement, we start to be able to perceive ourselves in a much clearer way. And that in itself can be quite confronting. So thinking about your life right now and reflecting as you listen to this podcast, how much movement is there in your life? How much of it is conscious and intentional? I.e. how much of this movement have you chosen and actively created? And how much of this is background noise and distraction from you, from yourself? from being in presence with your soul. Now, solitude in the spiritual path is important for a number of reasons, not just clarity of self, but also the depth of grounding. The depth of grounding that you can achieve in solitude, in my experience, is far, far deeper than when you are surrounded and engulfed in a space that has a lot of movement because you will be drawn up and in and sideways in all sorts of ways without necessarily even realising. And the depth of grounding that you can experience when you are in solitude is such that there are really no distractions. You have a very, very clear mirror. You have space and stillness to go deeper. You have no excuses and every reason to confront what you're facing because the movement is easier to identify as yours. Whether this is a movement of your mind, a thought, whether this is an emotional current, whether this is something that's happening in your your actions, in your behaviours, it's easier to identify it as you and yours when you're the only person in the room. And imagine you want peace, you want quiet, and you want stillness. 
and you're the only person in the room, then what are you faced with? You're faced with your choice. And this is why a lot of the time we avoid solitude, we avoid stillness, because we then will have to face the choice. And by facing that choice, by realising we have that choice to turn the music down, or indeed to turn the music up, we're faced with our power. And again, this can be very scary. When we have become accustomed to feeling powerless, when we have got very used to making a whole load of excuses or reasons as to why we cannot change, we cannot heal, we cannot grow, we cannot access deeper stillness, deeper peace, deeper grounding, when we've got used to those reasons and they feel very real, it's very confronting to then have to face our power because it inevitably leads to choice. And we have to feel strong enough to take the choice. If we don't feel that depth of self-love that tells us to make a choice and that we can take the choices that feel right for us to be more peaceful within, it becomes tricky. It becomes a little battle inside and we don't want to face the battle. So often it's easier to remain in the noisy room. It's easier to remain with the distractions, with the movement. So solitude, as well as self-perception, clarity, stillness, grounding and depth and empowerment, all of these things that I believe solitude can offer when you're on a path of deep healing and identity reconstruction and surrender and a path of spiritual expansion, solitude can be very powerful medicine. It also inherently leads you to speak less. And that can be, believe it or not, really powerful because if you become hyper aware of what you're saying throughout the day, what you will notice is almost a string of stories. And if you put all those stories together in a book at the end of the day, you could write a book. Now, these stories, these, these uh, tales and myths that we weave throughout our identity, they come to life. They are alive. And if they're not alive, if they're not fully bouncing around within us, we give them life by talking. Now, when we enter solitude, we speak less. So we become more aware of what we're giving life to. We become more aware of the stories that we're weaving. So this relates to clarity and self-perception. And when we can sit in solitude without needing to say anything, without the stories, without weaving anything, just being in stillness, there's something very powerful about what that allows us to do, which is fundamentally unwind and unravel 
loosen our attachment to these stories. Now, the path of solitude can often feel like isolation and loneliness or disconnection. And I often have clients who've gone through very deep healing work and they've really changed as people and fundamentally um, grown out of their old trauma structures and belief systems and they've embodied a whole new way of life, a whole new way of being and feeling and and that inherently can lead to a sort of like a different resonance in their life. So the people perhaps that they used to resonate with, they don't resonate with anymore. And maybe you're listening to this and you're you're sensing that that's happened in your life, whereby you feel like you've gone deeper, the people around you perhaps haven't necessarily joined you in that depth. And as a result, you feel like you're on your own or like you're maybe disconnected from people or you feel isolated. And the truth is, those feelings are very real. You can't deny yourself from that experience. But my own journey has shown me that when you allow yourself to just reflect on what those connections were giving you, how much they were feeding your mind and your ego and your your trauma stories rather than feeding your future and your soul and your your spirit and what you're truly out here to create when you really reflect on on what they were doing you might be actually quite grateful that you have this space in your life and that you have this um this difference in resonance because you will be able to perceive things at a much deeper level. You'll be able to feel at a much deeper level. So when you come through that and you come through that with gratitude rather than clutching and clinging on to the old structures and the old ways, thinking that you're doing something wrong because you found yourself in solitude, when you actually can appreciate that and accept it and go with it and just let it show you, let it teach you, let it unfold within you, you will open to a different way of connecting with people. You will find that new people will arrive in your life who you resonate with at such a deep level, almost unspoken. You almost don't have to say very much and they just get you and you feel seen and you feel loved and you can see them and you can love them and they receive your love and it's it's very like very much like an open field you don't have to hold back who you are anymore you don't have to um you just feel like there's equanimity equanimity is that the word you feel like there's a yeah there's an equanimity there's like an equality there's a balance in these interactions you're having and this is part of what happens when you stay with the process and you allow it rather than seeking constantly the distraction to prevent that feeling of isolation or loneliness. Because when you go even deeper, there is, there is so much within you that you will find that you will essentially enjoy your company so much 
and you will enjoy the quality of your presence so much. It will be so rich and fulfilling and joyful to you, yourself, in your own being, you will feel that. So of course, you're going to resonate with people who are feeling that too. And of course, you're going to call in new people. It's just a matter of time. It's a matter of depth of acceptance as well. So I've been through this journey myself and I feel like I spent quite a few years actually in solitude and I I didn't really feel the need to explain myself to anybody because I knew what was going on. I knew I was being initiated deeper and the things that I was experiencing, not necessarily things that I would want to talk about, not things I would be able to talk about freely with people around me and get empathy or support or or um, any kind of understanding. And so I, I kind of learned on my spiritual journey just to keep things to myself and accept what was unfolding. And part of that was the journey and the path of solitude. And But that also allows you to lean into different levels of support, different dimensions of support and more subtle dimensions of support because you essentially are not so reliant on connecting with other people from a mental level to get support. You start to become more reliant on your own heart field, on your own um, ancestral guides and field. You become more um, connected to subtle realms. Another reason why the path of solitude is often part and parcel of, of um, spiritual growth, of healing, and um, I kind of consider spirit healing work and spiritual growth, especially if the healing work is embodied, and womb work in particular, womb work and spiritual expansion really go hand in hand. So what often happens is the deeper you go, the more sensitive you become energetically. And this sense perception leads you to become sensitive right? And that's often glamorized. You know, wow, I've got these subtle perception, these powers and these, you know, I can, I can feel the world, what's happening on the other side of the world and in all these dimensions. And when that's grounded, really what you've, what it comes down to is that you've just opened your heart deeper within so you can sense more you can feel more your nervous system is more still and you're feeling beyond your immediate ego identity and your immediate history and stories and life and you're feeling deeper into yourself beyond the beyond the the structural limitations and this sensitivity needs to be honored and treasured and a way that you can honour and treasure the sensitivity is to make sure that you're giving yourself enough time in solitude so that you're not becoming clouded and um, distracted or disturbed by the movement around you. Because it takes a lot to hold that sensitivity in the world that we live in. And you don't want to have to exist after doing all of the healing work you've done. You don't want to have to constantly be 
closing your heart when you talk to people who are supposed to be your friends or your family. You know, you want to be able to share, remain open hearted and grounded and still and hopefully relate to people from that level. But if you have to keep coming up to the surface and you're very sensitive, you have to keep coming up into your mind. It's very tiring. And this is why people who are deeply empathic and have um, that depth of perception and have a, a certain level of sensitivity in their nervous system can get tired by having to resort to a very mentally orientated world. And so solitude is a, essentially a rest. It allows you to rest. It allows you to be with yourself and honour your sensitivity so that you can keep cultivating your own heart field, your own heart's openness. And it's the most beautiful thing in the world when you feel that happening within you and you allow it to happen and you don't doubt it or judge it. And this is why another reason why solitude is, is really powerful and can be very healthy. Solitude is also, from a um, spiritual perspective, a really powerful way to work through initiations that you may be encountering because it allows you to not just interpret the sensations clearer, and these will be quite subtle sensations, but it will allow you to move through initiations with much more flow and grace and ease. When you've got too much going on around you and you're being initiated into deeper levels, you can prolong an initiation longer than it needs to really be, which is why you'll, you'll see a lot of the um, indigenous way of training medicine men and women is really through solitude and through spending prolonged periods of time on their own or on their own with a plant teacher or on their own with a teacher or on their own with a scripture on their own with an instrument on their own with an animal perhaps or just maybe on their own and there's a reason for that, because to hear a message clearly, you need to be still and focused and open and receptive, and all of these qualities are nurtured through solitude. Revelation is another really big one. Sacred revelation and mystical insight comes through solitude. It doesn't come through um, being very busy or being surrounded by people, you will get your sacred revelations when you allow yourself the space in your life to really sit with yourself and be open to the present moment. And it's a very different way of living. It's a very different quality because what happens is when you allow that, the quality of every moment changes. The quality of every moment becomes huge medicine, huge love, huge 
insight. It becomes anything. It's very difficult to put words to it, describe it. You might even have experienced this yourself. Maybe at a retreat, maybe through deep meditation, maybe through a period of your life when solitude was forced upon you and you had no choice but to retreat into yourself. Maybe through your own intentional creation of solitude, you have experienced the revelations that are possible when you just are open to the present moment. So my message to you, if you are experiencing this, or you feel like you know if you go deeper, deeper into your roots in particular, deeper into your womb, that you are going to start feeling this, that you, you kind of already know, like I already knew on my journey that if I go to certain levels, I might just be the only one there. I might end up completely non-relatable. Like what will come out of my mouth will not resonate with the people around me. I knew that. But I also accepted that very quickly. I didn't fight it. And if I knew that, chances are you know that as well. You know, you have that kind of intuitive sense that grounding deeper takes you to dimensions of stillness that you might exist in uh, on your own for a while and then someone will come along and join you there and meet you there and this is kind of what it means to find your tribe we hear that term a lot find you know you find your tribe fix your vibe when you find your tribe or whatever the saying is now it, it does actually happen like that whereby when you allow yourself to drop deeper, you will meet the people that have allowed themselves to drop deeper or that are seeking as well that level of stillness, that level of peace. And again, then you're not alone. You meet people on the journey, they join you and then you you move along your path and you go deeper again and you meet new people on the journey and you go deeper again. And this is how we evolve. This is how we evolve relationally and this is how we evolve spiritually if we only ever keep the same four or five people around us and they are people who are not interested in growing and they are not interested in healing or deepening or they're not interested in um in their spiritual growth at all then it becomes more difficult to go there into solitude because you will feel like you're losing a big part of yourself. And that's okay. You're not really losing anything. You're just taking yourself into a a deeper place within you. And you will be able to support and help and heal those people around you at a much deeper level. But it's also important that you're nourished. And one thing that is really potent and powerful about the work I do, particularly womb room as a group journey and as a group initiation, is that people come from all around the world with amazing lives and careers and from all walks of life. Loads of different types of people and their friends and family members. And what they're looking for each and every time when when I speak to them is they're looking for connection, deeper connection than what they're getting in their 3D life because we 
as human beings, I believe, have an ability to interact and communicate and sense and dance and support and be with each other at a deeper level than just the physical level. We have an ability to exist in a singular field, but not just from a conceptual point of view, from a felt sense and embodied point of view. When you feel it, like we do in Womb Room, and you actually embody that, and you can feel the communications between everybody without the words, because people are dropping into that level, is such a potent, powerful force. And people have said they've healed this existential wound of separation, of feeling like they are separate from others. Other people have said that they've healed this constant feeling they've had their entire lives of being inferior to, to other people, just not being as good or as pure or as worthy or as whatever to other people, right? And when you exist in this singular field, and you live there, and you feel it, and you build connections from this place, and you, you realise that when you're in there, everyone is just the same, everyone is just light reflecting back your light, suddenly, what you thought about separation, about how you were so different, and about how you were not as good as everyone else, you're healing that, that soul, existential soul wound, you're actually healing that without doing the healing work intentionally because you just exist in the field that you were born and designed to feel. So it's like a return to your natural state of being. And that's why people say womb room feels like home because you are returning to the way, to your, to your essence, to your natural way of being. And this is very powerful. This is a way, this creates cohesion and healing in a way that we don't get to experience through so many other methods and modalities because they are so based on the mind. They are so based on in, interpreting and vocalizing and speaking. And that is so important as well. We need to be able to do that. But feeling it, is completely different and it changes it changes us so my message to you is if you feel like you're on a path of solitude allow it to unravel you allow yourself to be there it's, you're not going to be alone for the rest of your life and sometimes feeling alone actually brings you deeper into yourself brings you into a deeper relationship with yourself you start to really recalibrate what your values are what matters to you what kind of people you want around you and allows you to relate at a deeper level firstly to yourself and then through other people and it's that deeper level is the feeling level and feeling really is the secret so i hope that's helpful and if you have any questions, reach out to me. Um, you can contact me via my website, kamiahealing.com. And thank you for listening. 
I will see you on the next one.